Warning, the following podcast contains strong language which some listeners may find offensive. The Untitled Wrestling Podcast is on all the usual social media outlets. Do your bit to support us on Facebook and YouTube at Untitled Wrestling Podcast, Twitter, Twitch and Discord at Untitled Rest Pod. Give us a like, share, subscribe and join our flourishing community of not just wrestling fans, but gamers, podcasters, musicians and more. Hello everybody, welcome to another Untitled Wrestling Podcast AEW review. It is a bank holiday Monday, you know what that means. It's me, it's your boy Big Tasty, I'm here as always, well it is always now, with um, Aaron the Stamon Suckliff. Aaron, how's it going man? It's a bank holiday for you maybe. Oh, I've been off mate, I have had some pims today. Some pims, have you? Some pims <laughs> and a big so, old barbecue. I've just had a normal day at work. Fun, fun, fun. <laughs> so, I mean, we can't all have them off, can we? You know, some people got to work. No. Yeah. Gotta keep, gotta keep the buses running, mate. You know. Am I allowed? To, am I allowed? To, am I allowed to allude to your place of work? I mean, I don't want people to like come and find you or not. No, I am esteemed wrestling journalist. You know, cafe brother, full time, full time Twitter <laughs> professional. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, let's get right into it, shall we? Because uh, we've got a fair bit to crack on with. Jesus, uh, it feels like this dynamite happened like a month ago. Because it's now Monday night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been at work like all weekend. I've literally forgotten almost everything that happened, so I'll try my best. Um, do, do you know what did happen in the past week at AEW? CM Punk. Because it's all they go on about. I mean, to be fair, it's already the first thing in the intro. Yeah, <laughs> you don't pay CM Punk money to not talk about CM Punk. Uh, well, uh, do, do you think he's on Jericho money, or do you think he's like a tier above Jericho? I think he's. Just... I think. I think. I think he's because Jericho's winding down a bit now, and so I think he's on. I think he's getting that Jericho contract. Well, replacing Jericho. Oh, no, I just right, think like I just think like here. that they're bringing him in with the idea that they can probably get Jericho down to part time in the next like sort of six to eight months. CM Punk can be their Jericho man. He'll be their new Jericho. I, I mean, I don't think he's going to be. This is a this is a topic for another time, but I don't think he's going to be there forever. Of course not. He's coming up for what fifty now. Punk forty two, mate. Is he, is he only forty two? Yeah. yeah. Well, oh, and he's three, still, he's, he is three years younger than WWE champion Bobby Lashley. <laughs> oh, oh, all, all his good years have gone. <laughs> his prime years. Uh, hey, you never know. Sunday makes. So yeah, I, I don't think I don't think Punk, Punk will be there for a few years. I think, but I don't think he's going to be like. I don't. Punk's not, not the type of guy who's been doing this when he's in his fifties. He's going to get the good money and then. He's going to put some people over and then he's done. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, we'll, we'll, have, we'll have a big CM Punk chat probably closer to the pay per view, if we're being honest. Because there's a lot of, there's not a lot of CM Punk to talk about tonight. Um, but there's, there's a little bit, but we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Um, first thing to talk about is uh, Orange Cassidy versus Matt Hardy, which, considering how this has bubbled away, I was not expecting it to be as fun as it was. Yeah, it was quite a good opener, actually. For a Matt Hardy match, I was quite. I think this is this is Matt Shot. Hardy done right though. This is like just he, he character got, work. Yeah, he got to do his spots. He got to do his character work. There was a really cool bit at the start, where, like Orange obviously put his hands in his pockets. So then to mock him, like Matt put his hands in his pockets and pulled out loads of money. Yeah, 
and then Orange like knocked out and like, kicked him and he dropped all the money and then Orange picked up the money and put it in his pockets and then later in the match Matt went and got the money back out of his pockets when, so it was like when you forgot all about the money as well yeah he, big he, money Matt never forgets yeah that's why he's big money Matt mate. he makes that's why bank he's big money, everywhere Matt. he goes um, I, I don't know personally but is Chrono Trigger any good Chrono Trigger is one of the most. Oh, this is. I mean, this is another one of Ben explains old people things to Aaron, isn't it? Uh, so <laughs> Chrono Trigger was like a, a sort of top-down JRPG that came out in like the nineties on the SNES, and it was very famous because it had a very limited release in the West. I don't think it even came out in the UK ever. It came out oh. in like very limited quantities in America. It was mostly a game that came out in Japan. So for a long time, it was like the most expensive SNES game of all time. Oh right, okay. I mean, and now you can buy it for like six quid and play it on your iPhone, but you know. Back in the day, huh. when you actually had to physically buy games, it was yeah. really hard to get hold of. And it's it's yeah. really it's, it's but it's it's got like a time travel sort of story, and like you travel back and forwards in time depending on like and you alter the world and like you can there's like twelve different endings and it's it's ridiculous. Yeah, right, it's, okay. Yeah. If, if if you've listened to this and you haven't played Chrono Trigger, go and play Chrono Trigger. Okay. Yeah, because there was I love I love how this <laughs> this is like nerdy like war in AW going on with like Final Fantasy and Chrono Trigger and Secret yeah. Mana and all these people are bringing signs like yeah. Uh, so, so sorry if I just pulled that out of nowhere. Yes, the fan signs. Yeah. <laughs> the war. <laughs> um. So yeah. Uh. The, I mean, this match was was it was it was like I said it was really good fun. It was quite comedic in, in a lot of places. Um. Until a lot of got shit serious. <laughs> until blood happened. Until a lot of blood happened. <laughs> yeah. So Cassidy came off um a top rope for a crossbody and literally just landed on Matt's face. Like yeah. He hit him in. He hit him square in the head. And he just went right down the top of his face. It um, gave me proper like edge in Rumble 2003 when he goes for a drop kick, but Ray's meant to do it at the same time as him. Mm. Ray leaves a bit early, so Ray drop kicks Christopher Nowinski, but then Edge just lands on his face and <laughs> skids across it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's, he's literally he's clearly bust his nose. Like there's blood everywhere, or his lip, or something. Like, literally, it's just like running down his like the lower half of his face. Yeah, it, it looks like it's coming out of his nose, but because there's that much, it's just everywhere. Yeah. Well, the pictures he showed afterwards, he had like a really big swollen lip, didn't he? Yeah. Oh, I didn't see any pictures. But... So I don't know. I mean, it yeah. came from all over the place, basically. Um, literally, yeah. by the end of this match, like, Orange has got blood all over him. Um, like, the rings got drops of blood everywhere. Yeah. I, I should have really checked. Did it stay stained? Did they replace it? Or did I it can't remember. Uh, they, probably, they probably could have like given it a little. They must have like some some spray or something to get it out. Yeah. Because what I, if he I just what if he what if he just bled like all over the middle of the room? What if it just went everywhere? Just GCW all over that shit yeah, and just have, carry on. They'd have to do something. <laughs> just carry on. <laughs> yeah. So the the match ends with Orange Cassidy trying to hit a twist of faith. Um. And then um, Hardy sort of counters out of it. Then Hardy's trying to hit a twist of fate, and Orange counters out of it. Then, then Orange does hit a twist of fate, gets a two count. Hardy dodges. He, he dodges an Orange punch, and then Orange gets him in like a roll up. And this is quite cool because it sort of calls back to the, to the start of the match. He gets him into a roll up, but then as he comes down, he puts his hand in his pockets, which kind of traps Matt's legs. Yeah, further the one, yeah. Because he's got him in like a sunset flip sort of deal and he's got his arms, his legs like under his arms because he tucks his hands into his pockets, he sort of locks him in, which yeah. is which is quite cool. Uh, just a couple of things that happened uh, at the end of the match as well. Orange hits a no hands, well, his hands in his pocket, a uh, senton bomb. Yeah. Swanton, if you're going to be other company about it. 
Um, and then at the end, Matt goes for the leech, apparently it's called, as Matt's submission finisher, Excalibur. Is so apparently... it, this, this was called the ice pick in TNT, in TNA, sorry. I, I do not remember this movie he, whatsoever. He, he debuted it when he was cold blood, Mahardy, very briefly. Oh, was that like 20, 12 or something? Oh. When, yeah, it's when Jeff was the heel. No, Jeff was a face, sorry. It's just when Jeff had turned face after Bert Immortal. So it would be like 2011, 2012 then? It was after he come back from the from the Vicar Road suspension. So, yeah. Oh, that's like 2010, 2011. Oh, gosh. And they it's brought, like, Eric, anyway. Eric Bischoff brought my Hardy in to be like the other Hardy brothers are fighting against Jeff because like, they had to have their own Hardy. <laughs> and it was when he was, uh, yeah. it was when he was at his uh, widest, shall we say. Yeah. But... Matt goes for the leech as some mission finisher and oh no, it I just yeah, it's called the leech because money, yeah. Um, yeah, he leeches money yeah. off pro party because, you know, they didn't really understand. <laughs> right, so yeah, decent, decent fun opener, you know, nice, nice, thin bit of comedy wrestling. Um, go from there, we go straight into oof, spooky, spooky angry dad, Malachi Black. Mr. Black. Uh, basically says to Brock, he says that, you know, obviously he understands how he's got himself in the position. He said he's going to make it nice and easy. All he has to do when the bell rings is roll out, take the count out, apologise to him, and he'll let him walk off with his dad and he won't do a murder on them. I mean, he was nice about it. I like this, though. It makes sense. Like, he's like, he gives him, like, he's like, he's evil, but he's given him, like, a chance to, he's given him, like, one last chance to sort of avoid this. Yeah, like, look, I'm going to kick your head off. Yeah, Just... yeah it's like, I'm going to murder you. Yeah, but, I, I will murder you. But, but if, if you do this, then we won't have to. It's fine. You, you've got the chance not to get murdered here. <laughs> just makes him seem like, it just makes him seem like weirdly more sinister. Now, because he's in like a dark like cave with a blinging black suit on, yeah. ridiculous. And he has, uh, he has literally just kicked Cody's head off. Like, so. Yeah, it's everyone's favourite like spooky boy. It's fine. Yeah, so the next up, we get Chris Jericho coming out. And I actually quite enjoy this promo. It comes out to address his future. And Do you know what I like? It's the only time this, this sign came out. It didn't show up at any other point. The very front row in the hard cam. Keep wrestling alive. Get vaxxed. <laughs> Fair. I mean, that's uh, that's something we can all get behind. Uh, on the one time Chris Jericho's on the show. <laughs> I mean, it was strategically placed, should we say. <laughs> um, yeah, so basically, this is a really good promo. So Chris Jericho comes out and he basically obviously alludes to sort of the big week that AEW's had. He said that, you know, everyone's been talking about wrestling this week and he said that he, everyone's been enjoying it, but he hasn't because he lost last week. And because, you know, people have said to him that it doesn't matter, he's Chris Jericho. And then he said, no, it does matter because he's Chris Jericho. Yeah. Basically saying he's not living up to his own standards kind of, kind of deal. Uh, and then, obviously, being the sort of petulant character that he is, a bit of a pet, even though he needs a face, Jericho's a bit of a petulant child, isn't he? Yeah, yes, he, he's very crybaby-ish. And he's like, I want one more match, even though that was literally what he just went through five labors of Jericho for, but, you know. Uh, I, I want one more match again. If if I lose again, I'll go on AEW Rampage commentary full-time. Oh, let, God, please, please win. Please, please win. let him win. <laughs> oh, God. 
Jones. I can't deal with an hour every week of Jericho screaming at me. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so that MGF comes out and he basically says, so is this when he comes out with the with his t-shirt, yes. MGF 3 Jericho 0? Yeah. Which is a rip-off of Jericho's Jericho 3 Green Big 0 t-shirt. Yeah, that he yeah. Used it's, it's genuinely a rip-off of that, but it's... It's stuff like that that you love just as a mark. I mean, really, if Wardlow would come mark. out in like a tank top saying Jericho personal security, uh, MGF personal security, it would deserve it. <laughs> it had to be like only his nips would be covered, though. <laughs> if if Wardlow came out dressed as Ralphus, it would have been perfect. <laughs> Stick a bald cap on him, too. Why not? <laughs> oh, yeah. So so basically, it sets up a match for all out. So Jericho v MGF, uh, one last time. And if Jericho loses, he will no longer wrestle in which is still short. You just the way to say that Jericho's going to win, right? Well, 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 oh, well. Ah, hmm. So let's 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 smart mark this real quick. Smart smart mark this, right? So I'm still going to go with MJF to win and beat Jericho, right? He's going on to her. He he's Chris Jericho. He can come back whenever, even if he says he's not. His so contract's up in January. Because you know, he'll, he'll come back. He, he always, it's Jericho. He can never leave wrestling. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, he could go back to Japan and do a bit in Japan, couldn't he? You know, you know the specific words were in AEW, mm. so it could be anywhere else. Like New Japan have got their American stuff going now, so. But I like this. So, like, even the, so, even like, so we had we had um we had Malachi Black before, like giving Brock like the out, didn't we? And saying like, I don't want to do this to you, basically. Yeah. And then here we have MGF saying to Jericho, like, I'll have this match with you, Chris, with this stipulation, but I want you to really think about if it's what you want. Yeah. Which is oh. kind of it's kind of good. It's like the heels are being like, if the dickheads, if the baby faces are being overactive, dickheads are being like, hang on, just think about this, think about what you're saying. Here. But MGF's like, think think about this as well, though. I'm the one that's beating Chris Jericho, but you know what would be better? We'd be able to say that I ended Chris Jericho. Yeah, obviously he's dangling oh. that carrot, like that 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 oh. end of career, that career end of carrot, which obviously MGF wants it. So, oh, give him it, please. <laughs> Don't give Jericho a win over MGF, please. I beg you. Don't do it. <laughs> um. So then we have a little quick promo with the Varsity Blondes again. It's basic, but it's good promo work. You know, they 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 got a nice sort of baby face tag team, aren't they? Um, basically saying they're a family. And Pillman talks about you know wanting to have a match with the Young Bucks in the Steel Cage. So if they want to do that, they have to beat the Lucha Brothers. And here we are. It's the Varsity Pawns beat the Lucha Brothers. Now, who thought the Varsity Pawns were going to win this match? Who thought the Varsity Pawns would win this match? Yeah. Did no, anyone? Did anyone have them down to win this? No, 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 no. <laughs> like, definitely not. I, um, I don't think so. But yeah, this I, was this was I've a fun a, match. I've got a gripe about this. You match. got a gripe about this match specifically? No, not not anything to do with the wrestling. In it was fine. It was just one specific spot. I'm going to be an old man about. But yeah, go on then. Right, AEW's tag team tagging in. It's not ever been the greatest, has it? As in, oh, was this the bit where, F- was this F- bit where Phoenix was this bit where Phoenix just came in and did a double team move without a tag? No, 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 no. This, this is where um, 
Garrison, Griff Garrison's Griff. I have that's right, but wrong. Who the fuck is Griff Garrison? It sounds so right, but so wrong at the same time. That's true, yeah, right? Griff Garrison's got fucking a headlock on Penta, and he literally sticks his foot up, and Brian Pillman Jr. tags the foot. So, I don't know if this was a reaction to that, but I was at a wrestling show on Saturday night. Right. Uh, one of the spots was it was Danny Jones from NXT UK. Uh, he got picked up for like a back suplex and his partner tagged his foot and tried to get in and the referee was like, what the fuck are you doing, mate? He tagged his foot, not his hand. And the ref wouldn't let him in the ring. Well, on Dynamite, work, now a national fucking programme is just... I, I didn't like it. I, was I this, who, who was revving this? Was it Tag Team Specialist Rick Knox? I can't remember, to be honest. But fuck the ref, get him. <laughs> don't don't get him sacked. We love all the rest. Yeah, the rest are all right. Yeah, Bryce Rangbe just signed a new contract. He just signed a new contract. Yeah. Good. Top maybe, inv- maybe Invisible Man and Invisible Stan will debut. Let's he's go. He's on um, he's on what should we call it? He's on um, almost directed this week as well. So I'm gonna give that a listen. She should be the second AW podcast you listen to after this one. After this one. Listen to us this first, one, obviously. This one first. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I mean, it was, it was a really, I mean, it was a really fun Lucha Bros style match, wasn't it? Yeah, it was great. Obviously, we all had Lucha Bros to win. And guess what? Lucha Bros win. So they they, they basically um super kicked the tits off Pillman. So then on Rampage, we would be getting Jungle Boy and Lucha Bros. Yeah. Um, that that's where we divided. And <laughs> uh, and who is going to all out? Yeah, so Lucha Bros won um, with the, the sort of package power driver from Penta, and then Ray got the cover. It weirdly, so Penta hit the package power driver, and then Ray just covered, like, took, just did the pin because he was the legal yeah. man. So, yeah, whatever, fair enough. Uh, yeah, fun match. Um, crowd were really hot for it. It was really good. Then after that, the Jurassic Express come in, and they sort of have a little stare down with Lucha Bros. The young bucks who have been watching all of these matches from sort of the top of the ramp, they get come up to the ring, and they're trying to, like, goad everyone. They're trying to make... Um, Jurassic Express and Lucha Bros fight. Yeah. Because they go to like cheap shot one and they don't make it look like it was the other guy who did yeah, it. Yeah, they cheap shot Luchasaurus. No, they meant to Luchasaurus. Yeah. But then yeah. they just like go hang on and turn around and just talk, yeah. trying to batter the, <laughs> the young bucks. Yeah. So it, it, it doesn't quite work. They, they get kicked and then like the other two dive on them. Yeah. So Luchasaurus and Pent yeah. kick them and then Jungle Boy and Phoenix dive. Uh, Jungle, Jungle Boy loses a few mid dive too. For yeah. the rest of the segment, he's only wearing one shoe. Um, so next up, um, another 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 debut almost, well, a re-debut. Um, we had oh, her music bang by it's Pierre Scouse House, and oh. it's it's like it's like oh. she, she just went to like Rockus, so like remember, like, can you just like Google like 90s UK rave and just give me that <laughs> because that's what I want, just happy hardcore, mate, just fucking oh, bring it. It was, um, it was so good to hear just like proper, like. Raven music for once. It's not often you get it in wrestling. So, like, so, oh. It's weird to like wrestling goes through like phases, and I feel like we're in like a big metal phase at the moment, don't we? Yeah, it's not. not I mean, I'm, 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 a, I'm a I'm a metal yeah. guy. I can, I can live that life. It's fun. I mean, I'll do a bit of dance music as well. I don't care. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this this match, I really enjoyed this match. So this was Jamie Hayter versus Red Velvet. Obviously, Jamie Hayter made her debut on Rampage as Britt Baker's sort of muscle. Did you know Red Velvet's entrance actually says stir it up, stir it up, stir it up? 
Yeah, and I also know that after a brief hiatus, she's now continues to be introduced as straight out of your mama's kitchen. Yeah, she's. Which... How have you not? No, no, they, they stopped. They, they stopped doing it for a bit. Oh, I did they? Yeah, uh, now they're back. I don't even pay attention because it makes my soul cringe out of my body whenever they do it. <laughs> do you not like some red velvet cake, mate? Well, when, 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 when you know, obviously Britt Baker goes to Pittsburgh and she gets a big pop. Where the fuck's velvet getting hair pop? My mum's kitchen. <laughs> Uh, EW Dynamite coming in Liverpool. <laughs> coming, out of, co- coming, out, coming out of Pam's kitchen. <laughs> Let's go. Like, I don't know. I actually stupid stuff like that just it, it just winds you up a little bit. I don't know. Uh, there is some cringy stuff. Red Velvet, just in general for me, she's a good wrestler and all, but I'm not a fan of her like character. And what stuff. the gimmick? Yeah, I'm not a fan of gimmick. It's just I think she'd have to. If she wanted to be like a top player in the division, she'd have to like. I don't she know. Needs, yeah, she needs to do firm up the gimmick a little bit. Yeah, she could still be Red Velvet. That's a cool name. I like it. It mm. just doesn't. I mean, absolutely everything doesn't have to be cake related. It's fine. Doesn't have to be cake related. She doesn't have to be Brandy two point oh. Brandy's Brandy's back now, mate. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Oh, oh, oh gosh. Kong's Kong just announced her retirement. She can go full time hair collecting. <laughs> it's back. Sadly, yeah. that's the last time we saw uh, Awesome Kong on national television, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That that it's depressing, isn't it? Harry, uh, chef, fun match. Um, I like. I don't think I really liked about this, and it's something a lot of people have talked about. And I've got a theory about it. Okay, yeah. so the the big point of the match was the moonsault and the missing of the moonsault. Yes. Uh, However, both the way that Jamie Hayter just straight up then kicked her in the head as if it was part of the act, and nah. and also the way the commentators sold it, there was no like WWE style. Oh, she didn't get all of that. It was just like, oh no, she fucking missed that, and Hayter's taking advantage. Well, she injured her leg, wasn't it, earlier on in the rampway, the barricade. Sorry, when she gets thrown in the barricade. Yeah. So they played it off as that. Oh, like she's injured her ribs or so, or her leg. Something was sore, and that is why she didn't get them insult, is what they used. There's an excuse on commentary. But they, they were so quick to like just basically call it as missed. There was no like in WWE, they try and flow it sometimes, don't they? And they're like, oh, right. you know, they didn't quite didn't quite connect with that one all the way. Or they just do it again. <laughs> yeah. But the way they the way they sort of built it into the finish of the match made me think it yeah. might just have been intentional. Uh, maybe, as I say, they used. They said on commentary it was because of the injury. I don't know if that was just just to make it seem. But anyway, it's it's, it's 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 all elementary because Hayes um, gives her a backbreaker and then Larry gets a face off for the win. So, um, well, things that JAR say um, about a women's wrestler, Jamie Hayter is thick. Yeah, Jim Ross's <laughs> we- Jim Ross's weird obsession with women's bodies continues. <laughs> Who'd have thought oh. of me? Uh, Red Velvet does a few dives to the outside, um, two of them, and they're very Luthes press like, and it just looks sore because they both just go. Yeah, especially the, the second one, she sort of like just like yeah. smacked Hater in the chest. I mean, I don't know how much of that is Hater just trying to catch her as safely as possible. Catch her and then just fall back. Yeah, so obviously Hater's Hater's a, a very well respected veteran. Obviously, she's been she's been wrestling for quite a while. Yeah. And obviously she was she was sort of leading the match here. I, I mean, fair. I, I, I don't know much about her, so 
I yeah, she's been on the she's, been, she's wrestled in Japan. She's been on the UK and indie scene for years. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, yeah, Velvet thrown in the barricade and is Rey Mysterio confirmed for AEW with Jamie Hayter's pants that look awfully like <laughs> <laughs> Rey Mysterio's mask? Rey Mysterio confirmed. Let's go. The more the merrier. Bring him in. Just bring all the guys in. Anyone getting released, just, just bring them in. <laughs> just bring them in. See that interview with Tony Khan where he literally replied and said, like, went to that one where, oh, who was it? Like, um, Someone was talking about releases and Tony Khan just commented. I think it was like one of the guys from Walk from Walk Culture and Tony Khan just commented underneath saying, like, I'll have them all. <laughs> yeah. It's like you get slated on Twitter for buying old WWE guys anyway. You may as well just do it now. Yeah, you you past the point where people are gonna like stop calling you about it on Twitter. You may as well just yeah. go for it. You may as well go, like you say, go all in, in for a penny. <laughs> uh yeah, so Hater wins with a with a hellacious Lariat, which looks real nice and picks up the win. Uh Hater looks pretty strong. Yeah, good match. Yeah, good fun. Uh, and then Britt Baker comes out to beat up Velvet afterwards, and Chris Statlander runs out and makes the save. Obviously, they're setting up Statlander versus Baker for All Out. That's going to yeah. be the match. Pushing it forward. I, we called this before there was even an inkling of it. Yeah, I'm really, I'm yeah. really, I'm really happy for it. I'm really excited. Can't wait to see it. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. Uh, next up, uh, we get a little bit more of my heart gets <laughs> gets torn off and thrown away. <laughs> so the Dark Order are backstage. Um, Evil Uno. Who is, and this, this is a really weird promo, but really quite effective. So Uno's like Uno's like all full of piss and vinegar, and he's, he's shouting about how like Dark Order's a unit, uh, even though some of them that went out there last week to support him and Grace when they challenged for the Impact Tag Titles. Yeah. And Alex Reynolds is like just cuts him off and is like, "Whoa, mate, no, this is this is not cool. Like, you can't be you can't be saying stuff like this. this can't is... call us out like that on national yeah. TV." <laughs> and he's like, "You know, you're the reason that pay, the Hangman's not here because you wouldn't let us save him, and he got beat up." Yeah, and then Alex is like, "Right, I'm out. I'm, I'm not hanging. He said it's toxic. I'm not hanging out. I can't be. I can't be around these people anymore." Yeah, and then like John Silver's like doesn't know what to do. He's sort of torn between like the two the two groups, and like you know, and then you know what? Instantly, you know, he's just crestfallen. He's like, "Oh shit, I'm really sorry. I went too far." No, you know? no, no. He, he he says that after he says to um, Alex Reynolds, "Stand back in silver shadow if you don't like it." Yeah. <laughs> Oh, my heart. <laughs> then when, when Reynolds storms off, like, you know, it's like, inst- like obviously, as soon as the fire goes, it's like instant regret. Yeah. He's just like, oh, no. Oh, I really shouldn't have said that. <laughs> it was a fucking burn and a half. Oh. So Can this you... is, so Grayson wasn't here, was he, for this? No, he wasn't. I don't know why, though. Ah, uh, no, I've got, I've got a theory about this. Come on, come on, then. So on BT8, he's had, like, a bit, for, it's, it's sort of it's sort of not been on, in for the last few months because they've not been on BT much because they got the, the books, like, they got taken off. out, yep. yeah. Uh, but before they got kicked off, he had, like, a little segment where he was looking for Anna Jay because he was just trying yeah, to... Yeah, he was hallucinating huge... constantly. Yeah. Well... He thought right. he was. Um, yeah. So he was, like, looking for it. So I think he's going to go and find Anna Jay and she's going to come into, like, restore order, basically. Or just bring them all back together. Yeah. I mean, that's... Fair, I, I think you because she's been she's been teasing that she's yeah. pretty much ready to come back. I'm all for that, to be honest. Yeah, it'd be a year already. Well, no, but she's been posting on like Twitter and stuff, like the locations of like, where AW shows are and stuff. And like, she's oh, been so like, she... repl- she's been replying to Ty Conti about like because Ty Conti posted about wanting a match with the Iconics, KJ and stuff. Right? Yeah, 
Is she not just traveling around jungle bike though? Is there a thing? I mean, you think she's she's obviously around, so she could be on. Yeah. Like, she could be, she could probably do a backstage segment and bits yeah. of pubs, couldn't she? Yeah. If she, you know, if she's like 80, 90 percent, ninety percent. She could probably you know just sit on her seat in the yeah. Or just like just like slapped on silver a couple of times or something, you know. Yeah, through a table, it's fine. Don't worry. About yeah, that. just shove Grayson through a table. It'd be, it'd be it's all good. <laughs> yeah. Um. So then we next up. So yeah. So again, obviously, we're, we're sort of oh, Hangman's not here, and we're sort of keeping the Dark Order storyline going in his absence, which is interesting. I don't know where they're going with this, and I'm I'm intrigued. What? How they're bringing Hangman back into? Or how? What? What's happening to the Dark Order? Like Reynolds is out. Is he out for good? Is Is Silver going to bring him back? Like what's going to happen? Nah. Just we get the three like cowboys, just Reynolds, Silver, and Hangman as a trio. That's it. You bring <laughs> in these trios titles, and that's it. Your first champions. There you go. Well, so we can put the belt on Hangman and we'll put the trio titles on Hangman as well. Yeah, yeah. Hangman <laughs> with Silver and Reynolds. Yeah. Hangman's gonna go. be the Hangman's gonna be the Kurt Angle of um of AW. Just have all the belts. <laughs> Hey, are you going to argue with that? Then he can lose. Then he can lose more to Ricky Starks. <laughs> Winner takes all. Let's go. Right. So yeah. So next up, we get another um, another Punk segment. So this is weirdly, this is the kind of the segment they were going to do at Down Dynamite because according to um, according to reports, the initial plan at Dynamite apparently Punk's own uh, request was for Tony to bring him out. He wanted Tony Schiavone to bring him out. Uh, yeah, okay. I mean, Tony Schiavone is like the boy that everyone loves. At yeah, AW, isn't it? And so. apparently, I, I read like the best, um, the best thing. Like apparently, after that episode of Rampage, like him, Tony, Tony, Tony Khan, Tony Schiavone, Punk, and like some other people went out for a meal afterwards, and then they went yeah. out for like they just stayed out at the, at the restaurant, hanging out, talking. And then he said, he, by the time he got back to his hotel, he basically couldn't sleep. He had to get up and go and catch a flight. Yeah, like the next yeah, day. It's like- it was two hours until his flight or something, so he just stayed up anyway. Yeah. He just went, fuck it. <laughs> My dude's in his fucking 60s, man. Ah, fair play, <laughs> <you know? laughs> he said it was. He said it was tiring. It was the best night of his career. Yeah, I mean, what what he should get rid of, though, is these violet trousers that he wears like, <laughs> in this segment, because they are atrocious. Even I wouldn't wear them. But yeah, so in this segment, anyway, <laughs> Punk finally. I, it's, it's so weird that, like, I mean, I can understand it because Shivani's so well respected, isn't he? And, like, you say, everyone loves him. And he's, yeah. such, he's such an icon of the business. And, like, Punk wanted him because Punk's a, Punk's a big wrestling nerd. He obviously wanted a bit of Tony action. Of course he does. Oh, if, if, anyone that comes in tends to probably want to speak to Tony. It wouldn't have surprised me if yeah. everyone just requests him all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we, 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 we meme, don't we, about, like, there's always a Tony interview segment, but it's probably the talent that are requesting and, this. And ring segment, specifically, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Punk finally gets it tonight. Uh, he comes out, Tony's in the ring, he hands him the mic, and, like, Punk has to, at one point, like, silence the crowd because you can't hear him talk. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I, I, I get it, it's CM Punk, but let him speak. <laughs> And this I is get, obviously this, this is the first time it's in the like it's what well, I, I want to talk about Milwaukee in a bit, um, specifically to one wrestler, but not, not but they 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 are hot for punk, like right, okay, they are hot for punk, and like he basically cuts a very similar promo to the one he cut on Rampage. Rampage yeah. It's a bit more, more. It's like if you imagine like you took the, the second half of his Rampage promo and made it a full promo. Yeah. So it's it's all about talking about like the talent in the back, specifically Derby. Talking about how like, he puts over Darby again, saying how he'd be like his favorite wrestler. He was if he was a kid, 
Yeah. And then <laughs> something we thought we'd never see. Aye. <laughs> so they t- they say um, when he says like he wants to wrestle Derby all out, he can't wait to wrestle Derby all out. Weirdly, the crowd started yes chant. Right. Yeah, they start a yes chant, and then it's 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 weird because they just I I don't think he was meant to say that <laughs> because you can see at the end of all it. But anyway, basically it goes, eh, "That's somebody else's shtick. You'll have to be more patient." Oh, <laughs> right. See, see when his music plays at the end and they leave, right? There's like cameramen talking to him, producers talking to him. He, Tony's got people talking in his ear. He talks. You to, he talks. To, he talks to Shivani outside and on the floor, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he can, there's a lot of like, should I have? Should I have said yeah, that? <laughs> there's a lot of oh fuck. Because <laughs> <laughs> he, he changed the subject real quick after that as well. Oh, like, it was it was so great to hear, but <laughs> oh. I mean, if you'd have told me in, in the year of 2021 in AEW, we would have CM Punk potentially spoiling the arrival of Brian Danielson in AEW. <laughs> this is this is some utter madness, and I am absolutely here for it. This is this is a wild ride. Oh, and the news is out apparently that he's showing up on Sunday. Is when well, he's... yeah, apparently the the, the well, Sean Rossap's been like. Screaming, he's been mouthing. He was, he was on like an invest, he was on like a, a sort of live stream and he sort of mouthed at the camera like he's debuting at all. Else. Yeah, and there was someone else reported it as well, wasn't Yeah, I think Andrew Zarian's got on it, maybe. Or... Yeah, someone else did report it as well. Yeah, so yeah, high profile a, reporter, anyways. Like the trusted sources of basically, yeah, tr- a trusted source, a very high one. I can't remember who it was. But... So yeah, um, and Punk signs off by saying uh, hello to his wife at home to AJ. April. Hello to my beautiful wife, April. Mm, breaking be- cafe, be- brother. Be- because she goes on Twitter and goes, never would I ever have thought tonight on national TV I'd hear my government name. <laughs> uh, so yeah, lovely little CM Punk promo. Obviously, I mean, they're going to get a lot of mileage out of this, just bringing Punk out and having them stand in a ring is just money at the moment, isn't it? So. Um, did you see his shoes? Yes, I did. Uh, did you did you see what he written in marker pen? Well, one of them was BW. Wasn't uh, it? That that was this week's rampage was the AC. The shoes on yeah. rampage had AC on it. But he had BW. Well, what does that stand for? And uh, was it CF as well? S- on the other one, uh, I think so. Yeah, uh, it was. Yeah, maybe you know something we don't. It's all these little niche fucking little references they're going for here. There's too many. My little pea brain can't deal with them. I think it's so much punk. You don't know how much punk's yeah. trolling the fans here, you know, so it's, <laughs> he's, he's, he loves a bit of that. Um, next up, again, another um, another little Miro segment. Again, this is perfect. These like 45 second Miro promos are just absolutely brilliant. Yeah, I. So he basically yeah. says that um, he basically said he's forgiven Fuego. But he he remind he, God has reminded him that Eddie Kingston is the original sin of AW. Well, why? Why? I think he, sin? so. I think his his sort of thing he's taken umbrage with is like people who have just come in and like been given a contract. Oh, right. So like, and Eddie was the first guy. Eddie was yeah. the first guy really yeah. to like come in and have an well, a TNT title match and then get signed, wasn't he? Right, it makes sense. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um. 
because he lost as well. He was the third, he lost, and then he still got a contract like Fuego did. Yeah. So that's his new thing that he's angry about, um, which means Ricky Starks. Uh, <laughs> watch out. Uh, FTW down the pizza. He said that uh, he is the judgment and his wife will love him because he's a child. So this is the first like inkling of him being like a little bit sort of not afraid of his wife, but like he's in charge. She's the she's the the real boss, like you know what I mean. He wears the trousers. Yeah, which is an interesting direction they could spin this up into. Brett, bring it in for it as yeah. well. Yeah. I think he's there's a, I think there's a hundred percent. She's coming in at some. Point. I think she's absolutely coming in when Kip comes back to do a mixed tag match. Oh. Amira is going to do a, a sick murder on Kip Sabian again. No, no offense to either of them, but can Penelope carry Lana? I think so. Uh, I, I, I'll give her a juice. She was getting better on she's, Raw. She's, she's, accept, he, she's acceptable. I think she's just she's her hands. She was getting better on Raw before she left, but I mean, you, you can only go up when you're at the bottom. I, they're not going to have her doing anything ridiculous. And, you know, um, Mira is going to make a widow out of Penelope. So it's fine. It's going to kick, gonna kick Sabian in the face so hard. You'll forget what Twitch is. Kept coming back from the dead, is he? He's already dead, mate. <laughs> He's going to kill him again. <laughs> uh, right, so next up, we've got our six-man tag match. Uh, this was this was just hella fun wrestling. Um, so it was Darby Allen, John Moxley, and Eddie Kingston versus the wingmen. So in this case, it was uh, Ryan Nemeth, J.D. Drake, and Cesar Bononi. Right, this one I want to talk about. So Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Jesus Christ, they are red hot for specifically Eddie Kingston. Where, where's Eddie from? He's from New York. So he is. He's, He's from Long Yorker. Island. Aye. So did Shakara run like lots? I I, I I meant to research this and I got too busy over the weekend. Did Shakara run like shows heavily in Milwaukee or something? Has he had a lot of exposure in, in Milwaukee? Fucking always. Because the crowd, the pop, like he gets a bigger pop than Derby, which is not what should be happening <laughs> to, for a regular crowd. Uh, 2017? Does that sound right? Uh, and I've got nothing. That's oh, well, there we go. Uh, I can't really see anything that says Milwaukee. There's a few, but not many. Yeah, it's it's about a, a normal turn schedule, really. Oh, they've done they've done shows all the way back to 2012. Yeah, yeah there's 2012, mate. There's shows up to fucking 2002. It goes yeah, okay. in seasons, apparently. Yeah, 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 Shakara did. So it looks like Shakara's yeah. got some history in Milwaukee. Bits and bobs. I'm just, I'm just wondering why, because he must be well-known to, the, to the, like, the local wrestling scene there. Because like, his pop was literally, legitimately enormous. It was it was audibly louder than everybody else's. Well, I, I assume Milwaukee have got like their own company, and Kingston might have been one of the... Yeah, maybe, maybe one of the guys. So yeah, yeah. He's, he's definitely, but like more than Moxley. Moxley was on telly, mate. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Moxley was on telly. <laughs> he, he wrestled Brock Lesnar, uh, yeah, in, in on the pay per views. Don't 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 talk about him and Brock Lesnar in <laughs> matches. That they're not good matches. Setting. Um, yeah, so I mean, this <laughs> this is just this is just like just. Yeah, comedy wrestling in it, and like, well, it's got like the women are doing like comedy shit and like being a bit like shitbag heels, and then Moxley, Kingston, and to a lesser extent, Darby, you're just like straight up trying to murder them. 
straight up, well, Moxley's a bit cocky. He's becoming... Moxley's, Moxley's like verging on like a heel turn, isn't he? He's like, yeah. he's like, he's like right on the edge. He's, I've seen, I think the only thing keeping him from turning heel is his like face promos. Yeah. But even they're, they're, even, even, they're, even, even they're getting a bit dark, aren't they? Like, you know, <laughs> they're angry, but they're still face promo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, like, I think I liked about this is the, the, the Max Death, the sort of which is really good fun for me. The the sort of matchup they tease but don't quite give you until the end is JD Drake versus Eddie Kingston. Yeah, which yeah. is which is for me is the money in this because they're the two big hoss shooter boys, and I want them to do big big hurt on each other. JD Drake isn't. Is he's got no. He, he's, he's oh, but no, but he's got this like sort of hardcore. You know, hardcore, but like sort of stiff, hard hitting reputation on the yeah. Indies. Right. Okay. He's like a he's like a you know a, a sort of Trevor Murdoch sort of character. Yeah, rough around ages. Yeah, he's he's a he's a, he's a country boy. You know, he's hard hitting. So, so, you know, hardcore country. Yeah, he is hardcore country. Um, <laughs> that's 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 a that's a dream, it. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, this was this was just. I mean, obviously, you had like you had like um, Peter Avalon on the outside and Sting on the outside. And so Peter, he like whips. There's a point where like he whips Darby's legs off the apron and like face plants him, and he's like dead happy with himself. And then all of a sudden, the Sting's there, and he like shits himself and runs away. Yeah, yeah Sting just as a dad that just stares you out. Just nope, <laughs> run away. Ryan Nemeth is carrying off, carrying on the um the Nemeth selling traditions of being like one of the best sellers in the business. I'm all for it. <laughs> <laughs> like you punch I'm him, and he just like a fucking backflip. It's incredible. <laughs> I'm all for it. Um, when you go further in the match, you're talking about how Moxley, Eddie, and Darby do a murder, right? There's a point where Moxley starts to get beaten up. This is to give you, was it the Darby hot tag? I think yeah. so, yeah. Yeah, when Moxley gets beat up, right? Even JR doesn't believe this because he says, I think Moxley's playing possum. <laughs> <laughs> so he's not even believing that Even JR is still on this offense, mate. <laughs> Mostly getting beat up by the white men. Come on now. <laughs> There's a bit like where Moxie's in the corner and he just bites JD Drake in the face, like yeah. repeatedly. Yeah, I'm all I'm all rough for the grotty stuff. <laughs> and yeah, um so yeah, it ends up with everyone in the ring and Moxie and Kings just kill everybody basically. Yeah. Um and then Darby hits a coffin drop on JD Drake for the win. Yeah, it was a very quick hot tag and get it over and done with, wasn't it? Yeah, and then but I suppose that's what Darby's there. He does things fast. So. And then after that, um, Daniel Garcia runs out and just nobbles Darby, and then does a runner again. He what nobbles? Nobbles him, yeah. No, nobbles him. Okay, nobbles. Yeah, <laughs> it just runs in, smacks him in the back, knocks him to the floor, and then just gets out of the ring and, and bails back up the ramp. I really like Daniel Garcia's character. I think he's uh, I think he's he's really compelling. I really like his program with Darby. I think they work really well together. Um, they're having a match on Rampage or is it Dynamite? It's one of the, one of the shows this week. I think it's Rampage, isn't it? I think so. Yeah, they're having a match on Rampage this week, and like he was teasing on Twitter saying like Darby is not going to make it to all out, and they put like hashtag card subject to change. Oh, <laughs> imagine, gonna... imagine you just take Darby's spot. You just took Darby's spot. Jesus. Oh. Yeah. I mean, it should still go on last. <laughs> yeah. Whatever Punk does has to be on last. Um, it has to be on last. So then after that, 
we have a little backstage segment with Ty Conti. Um, she's been interviewed about being in the Battle Royal. Obviously, the Battle Royal is going to open the pre-show. The bitch is going to be the buy-in match at All Out. Uh, the bunny t- appears with a contract and says, you know, she'd like her to join the HFO and they could team up in the Battle Royal and, you know, do some strategies and stuff. Uh, Ty sort of feigns looking at it for a second and then, like, rips it in half in front of her. And the bunny just slaps the taste out of her mouth, like, proper, proper slaps her. Bunny goes mad. And then they just have big fight. Yeah. Uh, is this when the first batch of the... Yeah, first batch of the competitors of the battle rather than it. Yeah. It's your usual Nyla Rose and... It's basically the entire AW women's roster, mate. <laughs> it wasn't entire. <laughs> it's all the ones you've seen on Dynamite in the last, like, three months. <laughs> We've still got batch two to come out, Tasty. Come on. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so next up, we have Kenny Omega and Don Callis making the way out. While they're doing that, they have like a little split segment and it shows um, a little quick promo. They show, just 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 in case you missed it the first couple of times, they show you another graphic shot of uh, no, cash. This, this has been the worst one yet. This one was the worst Is one. Is this yet. the one where you see the skin like stretched up? The literally freeze frame of the skin just attached to the hook. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah. So I don't know how true this is, but they're basically building up an angle where, like, Dax is saying that Cash has Cash is really hurt. He's got like nerve damage. He's lost like grip strength, and he doesn't know if they're going to be ever going to be able to wrestle again. Yeah, I don't know how much of this is like shooting. How much of this oh, is right, okay. is working? Yeah, I mean, it looked a horrible injury, and I've seen I've seen a, like we, 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 someone on the Discord posted a picture of the fucking wound. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> which, which really upset me <laughs> quite a lot. Um, um, but uh, is it is it already healed? Like, well, he's fighting next week, mate. So that's what I'm saying. Is it? Healed I mean, it was healed? bad, but at the end of the day, it was it was like I don't want to I don't want to like you know hand wave this away, but it was only a cut, wasn't it? It wasn't like a it break. Was only a cut. Yeah, but I mean, it wasn't like a break or a tear or like a muscle tear or anything like that. It yeah. was just like something went in his arm, and it, all right, it's probably it's cutting real bad, and it's probably hurt an awful lot. And he might have a bit of nerve damage. I don't know. Um, As I say, if they are like, well, they obviously are. It's scheduled to be next week. But there's not um, there's nothing that needs to like nip back together, like bone wise or anything like that. Or, no, it's not. But um, there was no operation to put it back together or anything. It was just to stitch it up and, and let it go, basically. I mean, if he's not fully ready, they can easily make like. The match doesn't start or something. To... They can I mean, easily I th- just it sounds like it. so. This is going to either one of two ways: either they're going to work the injury into the finish of the match, where he's going to go for a move and he won't have the strength in his arm to do it, and then they'll get beat, or it's he's playing possum and it's going to, you know, it's he's fine and he just he's just lying basically. Playing possum. <laughs> you know, when he's talking, when he's talking about you know, he's, he's like not having full grip strength and like not being able to like know if he'll ever rest again and all this. He could be he could just be absolutely fine and he just gets in there and, and comes out swinging. <laughs> Biggest possible move ever, just slice my own arm right <laughs> over. Well, no, I'm not saying they're on purpose, but like obviously they're working it into the story, aren't they? Because, like, yeah, yeah. Um, right, so anyway, back back to the ring with Tony and Kenny. Tony Giovanni's in there, and Don Callis just grabs the mic off him and, and, and shoves him out of the way. Why um, is he wearing a cat top? Who, uh, Don Callis? No, Kenny. He was wearing a cat like top. 
People were saying on Twitter it was a dragon, but it was not a dragon. It was a cat. It was an American dragon. It was not. It was not. Did you see the t-shirt? Maybe, 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 maybe the cat is somebody's baby. <laughs> maybe it's a fiend. We don't know. <laughs> a fiendish cat. <laughs> I think for at least a few weeks we can stop reading into what Kenny's wearing because it's on his t-shirt now. Yeah, I, I think it's done because I was trying to figure out there was nothing... I, I seen a cat, a colourful cat, that was it. Then you all missed the fact that you know, Don Callis had an American Dragon, Brian Daniels an American Dragon t-shirt on under his blazer. Uh, did too- <laughs> I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You got me. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so this is a really cool promo. So they called Christian out um, and basically said they're going to, you know, they're going to basically fuck him up. Uh, Christy comes out and they show what is it, Christian, who shows like the the archive footage of like him back in the day? It's Callis, isn't it? Yeah. They play footage of like Christian, like Christian's first match, and like Don Callis being like the, the sort of guy who booked him and stuff. Yeah. And then he basically said that he fired him because you know he wanted him out of the way so that he could bring Kenny through. Yeah, I mean, because he was ordered on Kenny, and um, and then um, basically Kenny said that he was a better athlete at ten than Christian was, and even now he's a better athlete than Christian is. So, I mean, I must admit, being a better athlete at 10 than someone was at 20 is not the same flex as being a better athlete no. at 30 than someone was at 40. No, it's not <laughs> as great as you think it is. <laughs> um, saying, saying you're 10 years older, I mean, I'm better than you. That stops being relevant when you get to our 25. <laughs> um, the, the thing is, right, there's a piece of shit chant because Christian afterwards calls him a carny piece of shit. Yeah. Right? Uh, Excalibur just very discreetly just pipes in and goes, I prefer living laxative. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> very, very under the radar. Uh, and then there's a big like comedy spot where like um, Don's getting all flustered and he's like taking off his scarf and like taking off his jacket and like he's gonna engage in fisticuffs. Fuck me. Then as he's doing that, Brandon Cutler gets in around the side and sprays Christian with the, with the cold spray. I mean, that's a real cold spray. He sprayed it right into his eyes. And, like that must have hurt. It can't be a real cold spray. Well, what is it then? It can't be because cold spray's like minty as fuck and it would just make you cry. Well, what like, is it then? <laughs> it's not cold spray, trust me. <laughs> it would just be like a fucking... Like compressed air or something. Literally compressed air, like, but they've probably done it. See if you tilt a, a compressed air can upside down, it comes out like that stuff. Yeah, because that's, like that's, like, that's like liquid nitrous. Yeah, obviously theirs isn't upside down, but they've probably done it some way they can do it like that. Um, yeah, so then, like, as, as the sort of teasing the jump cage, they beat them up. Frankie comes out to make the save with a lead pipe, runs in. So, it's importantly, this isn't like the full Alitas, it's just um, Kenny, Callus, Knack, and Cutler. Ah, uh, yeah. So, it's yeah. not like the Bucks aren't there, like the Good Brothers aren't there. And they, this basically sets up the match for Rampage. And so, on Rampage, we have um, Christian Kazarian versus Kenny and uh, Cutler. Yeah. Okay. You missed an important line. Kenny goes, you think you know me? You think you know me? Oh, yeah, that was pretty huh? awesome, to be fair. <laughs> yeah. Just casually slide that in there. It's just Kenny, just Kenny screaming, you think you know me, and Christian's face. You think face. you know me? <laughs> <laughs> Certified wrestling nerd, Kenny Omega. <laughs> the thing is, how much time do we, these boys have to think about these promos just for shitty little references like that? I mean, I love it. It's, yeah, I'm, I'm all about it. <laughs> 
Um, okay, so after that, we get a little bit of John Moxie doing a, sp- uh, a spooky dab promo. Um, oh, he got a FedEx, apparently. Yeah. And it was Satoshi Kojima. Right. I, I respect Kojima, but because they know I've got somebody a bit bigger. <laughs> Just imagine, like, I, mean, I, can, I can fully imagine, like, with, with all respect to Kojima. Oh, Kojima san. That's, that's, um, Sorry, but Yuji Nagata is bigger than Kojima. We've already had Nagata. Yeah. Kojima could probably go more than Nagata can, even though he's not as well known. The thing is, they're a bit the same age. Yeah, but I think Kojima's got a bit more tread on the tyres. Yeah. But it's going to be a hard-hitting match, but at the same time, it's sort of... Predictable. Yeah, but the, I mean, the stuff that Kojima's been putting on Twitter is just so heartwarming. He's just a nice man. Well, he's just posting on Twitter, like, I know not a lot of people in the US know me. Uh, I've been wrestling for 30 years. I try my best. I'll have <laughs> like bread. Every, I like to make, I like to eat bread. <laughs> a lot. I like to make bread. I like to eat bread a lot. <laughs> he's one of the New Japan dads, obviously. So, yeah, he's, he's like, everyone respects him that knows him. Yeah. Um, Moxie basically says he wants to destroy everybody that enters the ring, and he basically said the match is going to be Kojima's public execution. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, if, if Moxie's, like, character arc for the next, like, six months, just he beats the piss out of foreign people, then... If this means Will Ospreay just shows up at all and I can't, it's John Moxley. I am all for this shit. It's, I mean, it's really interesting, isn't it, that, like, you've literally got Jay White in America, and you book Kojima against Moxley. Even get Chris Bay over to do it. Like, it doesn't have. I know Jay White's the go-to. We want Jay White. I'm in agreement with you. But Bullet Club. You didn't have to have Kojima. It could have been anyone else. Yeah. I mean, uh, the match will be fun. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, it'll, be, it'll be hard hitting. It'll be a good match. Uh, right, next up, Factory versus the Gun Club. Gun Club win. Okay, moving on. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. You, QT and Cole, job at entrance, I've got as a note here. Yeah. <laughs> that's how good they are. That's how wanted these boys are. Yep. And that's all the time we're going to give them. Um, <laughs> next up, we've got another little follow-up, Dan Lambeth. Um, he's backstage with Ethan Page and Scorpius Sky. So this is becoming like a real thing, isn't it? Like the cement, this like this sort of partnership. You um, replaced Arlovsky and Dos Santos with Page and Sky. Men of the year, mate. You know. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, and yeah, so basically, and it, and it, it, it's interesting. So he runs down the roster and says people like Sammy, Darby Allen, Orange Cassidy are like sort of you know they're too soft and like soft people want to watch soft people wrestle because it makes them feel better, safe spaces. Snowflakes, yeah. millennials, all this nonsense. Um, and then he basically says, like, oh, men like Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page are real examples of men. And he runs it down, like, because Scorpio Sky is a former MMA fighter. Yeah. Yeah, Ethan Page is like a black belt in Jiu Jitsu. Black belt in Jiu Jitsu and something else as well. So he runs down, they're like legit, like, credentials, yeah. which is pretty cool. And then, yeah, basically says these are a real example. Um, so, yeah, there you go. And then Arn oh, Anderson hugs his son, possibly for the last time. <laughs> before, <laughs> Right, this is what I don't get about this, and the missus was saying this as well, right? So the, he's doing a promo, like an interview, at the front of Brock's door. Like, he's speaking to Brock, even though he could just open the door and speak to him. 
I mean, it's all for dramatic effect, isn't it? But yeah. <laughs> he basically said along, along the line of, you know, he doesn't agree with this, but he's gotten himself into it and he's going to, you know, he's going to go, he's going to stand by him because he's his son and he loves him. And, you know, he's going to, he's going to be there for him. But he'll, he, you know, he needs to be, he'll die for him. But hopefully it will come to that because, you know, Mark Heppelak's not a man of, not a violent man. So it's, it's no. fine. No, no, he, he doesn't do violence. It's fine. Yeah, so then we get the main event. So the main event, weirdly, uh, we get Malachi Black versus. I mean, I like how Malachi Black's still this big deal, and he's still getting the main event spot, even though this. Even though it's against Brock Anderson. Yeah, it's like all right. It's the the reason that this is the main event is much more Malachi Black than Brock Anderson. Yeah, I was I was like, how did they got this on the main event? I was like, right, yeah, true, okay, cool. So then, so Black comes out with his entrance, and I really love how they do this. So like, he walks out obviously, and he's walking down the ramp, and then they cut the lights out. And then the lights come back on, and he's standing on the turnbuckle. Yeah. And then the lights cut out again, and they come back on. And he's sat in the middle of the ring. So it's like he's like he's 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 finger quotes teleporting, but he's not. Yeah. Cause he's just moving, and the lights turned off. But it gives the effect that he's like got this like mastery of like his surroundings. And they did yeah. this with Cody as well. Like this, very much the way they present Malachi is that the ring is like his domain. Like he he controls everything that happens in the ring when he wrestles. Yeah. Which is which is a really good way of making him seem like a huge deal. Um, and Brock comes out with all of that chin forever. Love oh, it. He looks so much like his dad. <laughs> There's no denying that, is there? He, like, he, he's even got the thin and hairline coming in. Yeah, he's even, he's even <laughs> already going bald. Um, <laughs> I can relate. Fair, fair play. Um, so, yeah, um, Brock actually gets a little bit of offense yeah, in at a, the start. He gets a takedown instantly. Yeah. Well, I was like, oh, shit, okay. Um, and then it all changed from there. Yeah, and then um, <laughs> Alistair Black just goes, hang on a minute. I'm really good at this, and just kicks the shit at him. Oh, he, he just, like, sticks some adrenaline, like... There was a nice himself. bit where um, he's got Brock on the floor and he put a kid's in a chin lock and he just, like, lifts his face up so he's, like, looking at Arn on the outside, yeah. which is really nice. Arn, to be fair to Arn, he's, his selling on this is phenomenal. Yeah, they're throwing in the towel and stuff, but because Brock says no, he just goes, right, okay, do yeah. it yourself then. Cool. I, I, it's like, again, it's like, again, it's like, I gave you an out, I gave you a way out of this. I'm yeah. here to help you, but if you don't want it, then what can you do? Um, so then uh, he sort of fires up, doesn't he? He gets a few punches in, and then, and then um, Malachi just backdrops him. And then as, yeah. soon as, he, as soon as he gets up, he just kicks his face off, hits him with the blackout. I've got to get the blackout now, not the black mass, which um, I'm not sure how I feel about that. I mean, it, it was never going to stay the black mass, was it? Let's be honest. But I made a beer called black mass, mate. Anyway, it, it's pro- it's probably TM to be honest. Yeah, they copyrighted or TM. It's probably just a shame because black mass is a great name. Blackout's fine though. I, I can live it, with it. it. It works for the character. Yeah. So, um, and then I love this. So he, he gives him the Triple H pin on Booker. So he literally like knocks him <laughs> out, and then just stands there for like five seconds looking at him and saying, like, "I'll pin him another night." Yeah, oh, let's, let's let's do it now. Let's just get the one, two, three. Sorry. So then after the match, uh, Brock's just dead in the ring. Black goes out, gets a chair, comes back in, Arn gets into like, you know, if this is like the more, uh, more legit version of the Miz's dad trying to fight. Yeah. From a couple of years ago. Yep. Because <laughs> obviously it's Arn Anderson. He's, he's legit a hard ass. Um, so Black throws the chair away and he's like, all right, we'll do this man, man for man. So he goes to Black Mass or to Blackout uh, on, on sort of blocks it. So then he just kicks him in the dick <laughs> and then hits him with another one. And I mean, 
did you hear the pop when Arn blocked it? Yeah. <laughs> it was mad. I was like, holy shit. It was, uh, it was a lot bigger than the pop when Lee Johnson came out. Oh, I'm no happy about this. I was fully expecting. Do you know who I was genuinely expecting to come out? Dustin Rhodes. Yeah. Like for an all out match. That's what I was expecting. Black versus Dustin Rhodes at all out. Yeah. I mean, we might still. We could kill, still yeah, it's like a, you killed my brother, you know. Yeah. Instead, we're, uh, we're gonna get Malachi murdering Big Shotty like Nick on the on the dynamite after all else. Probably. We've got to wake up wait a whole week for Lee Johnson to get his heat kicked off. So first of all more than a week. First of all, um Lee Johnson's music hits and literally nobody knows why who it is. Yeah, I I was so annoyed. Why is he why is he running out at the end? I'm sorry, but it's the end of the show. Lee Johnson's not a threat to Malachi Black. No. But Malachi just like gets out of the ring. He's like, okay, whatever. We'll do this another time. Yeah. I don't get paid by that one. <laughs> I'd, have, I'd have loved it if like so if Lee Johnson had come out and like sort of stood on the ramp. And if Malachi had, like, just got out of the ring, just walked past him. Like, you know, like remember that whole um, like the Jake Roberts thing when he debuted and was like, never turn your back on someone you fear or respect. Yeah. And then he turned his back on Cody. Yeah, like something along yeah. those lines where Malachi just like walks, just like leaves him with his back to him, just like you, 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 you can't do it to me, you know. It's just, yeah, you know, I don't fear you. It's just Lee Johnson ending the show. Was Dustin, was Dustin not there? The, yeah, I'm genuinely see, Dustin should have been the one that came out. It would have gave he would have got a pop because it's Dustin Rhodes, everyone respects him and loves him. He's a veteran, he's still really good at the wrestling. Yeah, but you can feed him uh, to Malachi Black easy. You, you can feed him to Malachi Black it, all out. It can be a pay per view match. Yeah, it can be. It can be literally a, a three minute squash on a pay per view. Yeah, exactly. Dustin Rhodes is credible enough to do that. Yeah, and it won't hurt him either. So I, I don't know why. But anyway, Jay, so that's going to be it for that's it for Dynamite. Uh, before we re- roll on, we will go quickly to the highs and lows. Aaron, highs and lows for uh, Dynamite, please, sir. I feel like I've just ranted about Lee Johnson for a couple of minutes, so I'm I have to put it as a low. <laughs> really, on a match on a match where the factory took on the Gun Club, <laughs> you're going to put that evil on Lee Johnson. <laughs> hey, but we got Paul White at the end going rawr, so it's fine. Don't worry about it. Um, and my high, it has to be that opening match, or does it? Orange V. Hardy. Uh, yeah, yeah, Orange V. Hardy, yeah. Okay, um, my I'm, Hardy match, a high. Yeah, my Hardy match. We're well, right back to my Hardy B. Darby Allen from back in the day. Oh. Yeah, summer. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm going to have... Um, the obvious slow. I'm gonna have <laughs> the fact of this is the gun club. Just fuck off. Just <laughs> literally fuck off. This is genuine, like X Pac, isn't it? Yeah, it's bad. I mean, AEW needs to understand that outside of Florida, nobody in a live show gives a fuck about any of these guys. <laughs> like, give us another women's match, or give us anything. No one in Florida cared about QT Marshall anyway. <laughs> no, give CM Punk five more minutes. Yeah. Like... <laughs> oh. 
I mean, I mean, I'm, I am gonna pop like a maniac when um, poor White chokes on the piss out of Cutie Marshall. All out, just kills them. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be hilarious. And it, and you, need, I, I understand you need to like, maybe not, maybe not quite in this capacity, but you need to build to it, obviously. But they, yeah. they could build to it on like fucking elevation when um, poor White's doing commentary. Yeah, and then show, than... and then show clips of it on Dynamite for like thirty yeah. seconds. Like they have been doing with Cutie because yeah. we don't want them. <laughs> and hi, I'm gonna have the tag match actually. Um, the Lucha Bro, actually, no, I'm Jamie Hater because she was awesome and her music's awesome. And that Larry at the end was awesome, yeah. No, our Larry as well, yeah. I forgot about that. And it's that like, it's like, it was like a tie between like the tag match and Jamie Hater, and then the music put it over the top, yeah. Right, okay, Don't. so just the music alone, okay, <laughs> fair, <laughs> yeah. So we'll have that, eh? Uh, right, we'll quickly switch on the rampage. Um, again, which I sort of watched in between eight-hour taproom shifts this weekend. It was a bit like a bit of a fever dream. Um, so we open up with we're back to the, the finger quotes classic rampage booth <laughs> that we have: Mark Henry, Excalibur, Taz, and Chris Jericho. Remember, if he loses it all out, we can get this full time. So they, they literally open up, <laughs> and Excalibur introduces the show, and then Chris Jericho says, and he introduces Jericho. He's like, "Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, I scream. It's what I do." Piss off! <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Oh, Chris, come on, mate." No, no, I can't. I can't be aggressive at Jericho. He's my Twitter friend. I can't. Yes, I mean, he's top, top Twitter. I mean, don't look at his wife's Twitter, but fuck it. No, don't look at his wife's Twitter. But he's been nice to me on Twitter a few times. So. Right, so we go straight into it, and we have Jurassic Express versus the Lucha Bros. This is the AW Tag Team Eliminator Tournament Final. This is when we were split because I had Jurassic Express and you had Lucha Bros. Yep, who was uh, who was right there? Huh? Um, um, and, and, let's not. We'll talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I mean, this match, Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, it banged. <laughs> yeah, absolutely slapped. There was a so so. I mean, it's just I'm just gonna say to you, Jurassic Express versus the Lucha Brothers. Imagine all the shit he would see in that match. And that is all of the shit that you see in this match. Yeah. At one I, point, Phoenix has Jungle Boy in like an armbar. He gets up on the top rope. He goes old school. Luchasaurus like pushes him. He falls backwards, bounces off the top rope, jumps up, lands on like the second rope with his legs like either side, jumps back up onto the top rope, kicks Luchasaurus in the face, and then does a flip and an armbar and like an arm drag on Jungle Boy. It's too, too many feet thing. <laughs> it's like he breaks at least three laws of physics doing that. Move. I can't keep up. Oh, it was, it was cool though. It was. It was. I mean, it made, it made no sense, but it was absolutely brilliant. I'm all for it. Give me more. I mean, again, yeah. again, these these are just two teams that work really well. So again, they, they sort of showcased it a bit last week when you had like the sort of the tandem offense on the books. But you've got like the two like sort of more power, like more more sort of ground based power guys. You got like Penta and Luchasaurus just doing like big stiff kicks and super kicks and all sorts. And then you've got Jungle Boy and Phoenix just are just everywhere. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Just oh, there's only so much you can say about this to give it just. <laughs> Like if, if for some reason you're listening to us and you've not seen this match, yeah, go just, just go and watch it. I, we can't. Go. It's, it's not one of those matches where so so much happens that a I can't remember some of it because my brain just couldn't hold on to the information. It was happening that quickly, and I, I couldn't do it justice. I, I refuse to rewind 
Unless it's a fanzine I've missed. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I remember uh, Luchasaurus had a really good hot tag and he got to come in and look real yeah. super strong, kick the shit it's, out of everyone. It's Luchasaurus's thing is the hot tag and it's what he's good for. Like, yeah. he's got a great hot tag. Penta it. comes in and just, oh, there's a, like a bit, was it early on, where like Penta like, took the glove off? Yeah. And he was like slapping, who was it? Was Luchasaurus he slapped? Luchasaurus, yeah, because he knows sells it. Yeah. Yeah. So Penta, a load of, load of really good character work from um, from Penta. Um, I have to point out to this, I'm going to try and pronounce this properly, Giannis Antetokounmpo. You want me? Uh, he is um, part, he's a member of the Milwaukee Bucks basketball team. And the current oh, NBA the champions. MVP boy. Yeah, Aye. he was he was at ringside and his mate had a big AW title. Hey, the boy was marking it. Fair he, was, him, he was going fucking nuts. One thing I didn't think they made enough of, so they're in Milwaukee. The yeah. Milwaukee basketball team is literally called the Bucks. Oh, right, okay. And I feel that's a bit of a missed opportunity. Just the Bucks could have came out and something. Or just well, it's, it's, a, it's a bit of a problem because, like, obviously the Bucks are heels and they can't be yucking it up with, like, the literal gods. Like, you know, this Janice guy is, like, literally Jesus at this point in Milwaukee. Is he? Okay. Yeah, because yeah. he, just, he just won them an NBA title. So Yeah. They, they can't now, have the Bucks and Kenny like yoking up with him kind of behind the scenes. Do Do you think he's an actual wrestling fan? That he was there. I, he, he just he looked like he was genuinely having a great time. He, but it, is this like a first time he's been at a wrestling show and he was genuinely fucking loving it? I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I like to think I like to think that he had a, that he had a, a bit of experience watching wrestling. Uh, he, like the camera loved being on him because he was. Even when it wasn't on him, you could see him in the hard cam standing up and going yeah. mad. And it wasn't like intentionally mad, like, oh, the camera's on. No, no, but he was, he was, every, he was, yeah. big, he was big into like anytime Phoenix went up top rope or like did anything like mad, he was yeah. just marking out. Ah, oh, which was great. great. Um, so yeah, so the match sort of winds up. I mean, it, it, it sounds like we're, we're doing this match dirty, but it was, it was just it about 13, 12, 13 minutes and it was absolutely non stop. It was breathless. Yeah, there was it felt, no... It felt like it was about five minutes long. Yeah, there was no stopping. There was always something happening. Okay. It was a bit near the end where, like, just everyone got Canadian destroyed. Yeah. Like, absolutely <laughs> everybody. <laughs> it was like Penta hit one on the apron on Jungle Boy. Yeah. And then one by Phoenix on Luchasaurus for a, for a one game. <laughs> yeah, Luchasaurus <laughs> just popped right back. I was like, fuck that. <laughs> So then Phoenix and Penta just kicked Luchasaurus to death. Like, literally, they just super kicked him until he was on the floor. Oh, that was mad. Uh, then they went for a double pin, and he kicked out of that. And then they hit the fear factor on him to give, to finally get the win. Yeah, uh, it was a good ending. And it made, it just, it made, it made Luchasaurus look like a monster as well, because like, he, he had the super kicks. Yeah, well, first of all, he had the destroyer for one, then he had the super kicks and a double pin for two, and then finally, like within like the space of forty seconds, he had the fear factor for the three counts. Yeah. Well, the the thing is with Jurassic Express now, and um, they've got to start thinking of ways to keep Jungle Boy looking strong because it yeah. used to be him that always took the pin, whereas now it's like right, we're slowly building Jungle Boy up to be a top guy. A top guy. So now we've got to start Luchasaurus. Sorry, Luchasaurus got to start looking at them lights. <laughs> start, sorry, Luchasaurus, mate. you got to start like doing the GOV. <laughs> so yeah, after this match, the Bucks come down and try and get the jump on Lucha Bros. 
and Jurassic Express come in to their aid and, and drive off because they're good boys. They drive off the books. Yeah. And you know what that means? <laughs> We're getting the young books versus the Luigi brothers in a steel cage. No, no. I, I get that Lucha Bros and Young Bucks, like when AEW started, was ridiculous. We had what the normal match, then the ladder match. Escalera de la Muerte. The, the, that one, yep. Uh, was there not a third one as well? I'm sure there was a third one as well. They've had a, they had a few like at the start of the year as well, didn't they? Yeah. Because like, there's those little bit of those spots where like. Um, they had the Triple A match as well. There's yeah. spots where like Matt Jackson would pull off their masks and stuff. Yeah, hi. So, like, that, them two teams started the tag team division anyway. Now, obviously, I see you are your first champs and shit. Your brothers but, probably should have won the titles in the opening tournament. Probably, yeah. It should have been a given, anyway. <laughs> yeah. They're due, put it that way. Yeah. Are they winning it, though? Well, we'll talk about we might have some questions yeah. about that, so I'll leave that to yeah. the end. Yeah. Um we'll, we'll put a we'll put a bookmark in that, put a pin in that one. Um come back to us later. <laughs> yeah, I need, to, I, need to, I need to compose myself before I answer that. <laughs> oh boy. Um yeah. And then... So then next up we just get a little little CM Punk highlights because obviously if 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 if, if an AW, if you go more than 20 minutes, I'm mentioning the word CM Punk, someone gets fired. This is what we're saying at the start of Dynamite, like did have you forgotten that CM Punk debuted last week? Because I, I, I definitely did. <laughs> thanks for well, AEW th- for thanks reminding for me. Constantly reminding us. <laughs> obviously, putting that money to good use, as I said. You know, they're paying Punk money. They need to, uh, they need to get it in there. Oh. To be fair, they, they called it like the most anticipated fight of the year, which I, I think you could make a, a case for that. The most what? Anticipated match of the year. Punk what, Derby. CM Punk and Derby. I, the promo was really good. I, I enjoyed the promo for it. Like yeah. it's the first promo we've had of both sides. Yeah. Of of the match, basically. It's Sorry. Like they've made them look equal. It's yeah. Great. It's very good. So next up, then we've got Miro's music coming out, and Miro's Lance Archer now because he comes out and he's just webbing for you everywhere. Did Did he not just come out to push them and then just carrying up by his like? Trousers. Because it's he comes, like, he, like the, first, the first thing you see is literally Fuego getting launched, like oh, out of the entrance tunnel. <laughs> this is like full on old school Lance Archer when he could be like webbing some jobber on the way to the ring. <laughs> um, except now the jobber is Fuego. Um, so he throws Fuego into the ring. Like Shivani was like in the ring about like anticipating an interview and he just gets the fuck out of there. He don't, he don't want them. No, he, he knows what's happening. <laughs> yeah, he knows, he knows the score. <laughs> Um, so the mirror holds up Fuego and rips his mask off. Oh, that hurt. My yeah. heart was broke a bit <laughs> after Fuego's massive fucking match last week on Rampage against Miro. Oh. This was uh, this was top heel work for Miro, yeah. like real good stuff. And Fuego's got merch now, mate. Yeah, he's all elite, oh. mate. I it's all elite. I have to buy some. I have to. So, uh, so like Fuego's on the floor covering his face, like obviously he's a leech door, etc. Miro's just kicking him like relentlessly. Yeah, they're stiff as well. It's horrible. <laughs> he's literally kicking him like you see someone like kick dogs in cartoons. <laughs> <laughs> so then Eddie Kings. So again, Eddie Kings' music hits again. Enormous pop for Eddie Kingston. Yeah. The man is over as fuck in Milwaukee. <laughs> I mean, he's over anyway. It's yeah, but, not like it's... <laughs> yeah, but in Milwaukee, he's coming out like the Hardy Boys pops. 
Yeah. Uh, so then, and I really like this. So like, Kingston's got a microphone, and he sort of like stood on the ramp, and the crowd's like going mad, they're chanting like Eddie, 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 Eddie. And then he's just like, nah, mate, throws the mic on the floor and just runs in the ring to do a big he, fight. He doesn't even say anything. He just shrugs and then throws the mic away and runs. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, okay. Fair. <laughs> Which is really fun because like, you, when you say, oh, Mira V. King, you think, oh, it's going to be all promo-based. But no, they're literally going to say, let's just do fighting. I mean, I, I, I still want a street fight between these two. Mm. I don't want just a normal match. I want hard-hitting like not not I don't need heavy weapons like tacks and shit. no because like throwing each other around the outside and yeah. stuff like that yeah I mean you could do a bit so, of that in a regular match anyway because AEW like they'll give him a bit of license to go outside I mean if Griff Garrison can ta- do a tag with his foot then <laughs> I'm sure they can get a I'm sure Miro and Kingston can have a 15 count <laughs> a slow 15 count a slow 15 count <laughs> Um, so yeah, so basically, um, Kingston hits an exploder on Miro, and Miro sort of does that like what sort of slightly disorientated Steli does, and then he comes right back with like trying to trying to get in, like all of the refs like forever you just run in to try and break this up. This is going to be Miro's best match so far. You think if, so? If they let them do stuff like hard hitting and street fighty no it doesn't as we just said it doesn't have to be a street fight but it needs to be something remember like remember Eddie Kings would be Cody yes like a bit like that yeah yeah like just he's the brawler basically just mm. doing anything it takes even if it involves just being an arse to beat Miro but I am so ready for this match I, <laughs> like... I am buzzing for this match at all <laughs> I can't wait oh and then, just... and then and then when Kingston's dead in the middle of the ring afterwards, like Mox can come and like reclaim his corpse. <laughs> hey, that that might be the build up for Moxley and Nero. Moxley can Moxley can easily let Nero be on. I mean Moxley... that would like if you if you talk about putting Miro at the top, then Moxley. Yeah, uh, that's how you do yeah. it, isn't it? Jesus. Yeah. I mean Kingston's gonna be a big scalp for him when he beats him. Oh, King, Kingston's yeah. a main event guy. Like they've, they've really built they've built Eddie up as a big guy, haven't they? So uh, they, they, they've they've built him up as Moxley's sidekick. That's sidekick's usually a bad word to have around you. But Moxley's partner, but, more like Mo, so Moxley's partner. Yeah, yeah. It's he's not quite Moxley's level, but but he's got a lot. Of, he's got a lot of that Mox rub on him. Yeah, he's got the Mox rub on it. If he if they do the right thing with him, he can easily go up a little bit to the same level. Yeah. He's not that far behind, so... I mean, they could have, if they if they needed someone to fill in, like a filler feud against Kenny, they could put Eddie in there. Yeah. Like, we, we, we know Kenny would win. Like, yeah. we're not going to argue that point, but we would still be... Oh, we would love to see it, basically. Yeah. Okay. Uh, right, so next up, then we have the second match of the night. We've got Ty Conti versus the Bunny. So obviously, this all stemmed from from last week. Um, see, see, before this match started, right? I was like, right, Casino Battle Royale. Who have I got to win it? I might hate Ty Conti to win it. No, no, <laughs> <laughs> no anymore. <laughs> so it's for a it's for a title shot, isn't it? Uh, oh, was it? I didn't think it was for anything. I thought it was just a match. I'm pretty sure it's it was. I'm pretty, no, 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 no. The, I mean, the Battle Royale. Oh, the Battle Royale. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. It's probably short of the title, yeah. The Battle Royale. This, no, this is just like a blow-off to like the, yeah. the fight they had last week, isn't it? On yeah. Dynamite, sorry. Uh, yeah. 
So I mean, well, you say you say so based on what you said before. Um. So this is obviously the Bunny V Taikonti. Taikonti's on a fifteen match winning streak. I think they said. Yeah. And well, here straight up she loses. Yeah, the Bunny is the one that ends it. But 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 the shenanigans. There was yeah, there were shenanigans, but uh... I mean, she got. I mean, the the brass knucks have literally put the blade over Orange Cassidy in the last sort of four months. <laughs> so you know, it's not like it's it's not like it's unheard of that these are like the blade and the bunny are like lower level heels at the moment, aren't they? And they're yeah. getting wins over people above the station using brass knuckles. That's like the whole thing. I don't. I don't think losing here. I think, if anything, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring it right back to you. I think losing here makes it more likely that Tank Conte will win the battle row. I, I, I want, I, I genuinely ha- have her win it. I think still, over but, Ruby Soho. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Over debuting Ruby Soho. Yes, she's Oof. not as popular as you think she is. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, this is a fun match. It was fine. Um, it was a big, um, big shock. The results, like um, the bunny being the one to beat Taikanti. Do, do you want to hear a couple of quotes that were said in this match by Mark oh, Henry? J- oh, yeah, I was going to say JR wasn't here, so it's fine. Uh, no, it was Mark Henry. Um, in a battle royal, if they don't got your back, you get to their front. Yeah, I mean, big, he's a big brain logic. Yeah, he's he's done many a Andre the Giant battle royal, mate. So you know, he, he knows what he's, he's talking about. He's never won one though. No, but he's he's, he's participated. <laughs> Um, and also, um, there's no point knowing karate if your opponent is crazy. Because Ty knows karate and the bunny's crazy. Yeah, you guys, you guys already did that. that. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Henry with the fucking bangers, yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, right. So next up, we get some promo stuff for All Out running down the card. Uh, they announced here that yeah, so they announced here on next week's rampage, Darby Allen will face Daniel Garcia. This is obviously after the, the beatdown from last week on Dynamite. Um, and then you do I, this is my so my favorite thing about Rampage now is this little Mark Henry segment they do before the main event. Yeah, it's, it's good that just don't let Dynamite have it, just keep it on Rampage. It gives us something unique. Yeah, so he's got the yeah. split screen and it's Omega and Don Carlos on one side, uh, Christian and Kazarian on the other. And uh, yeah, the big obviously the, the the big story obviously is between Cage and Omega, and obviously they they they've already wrestled. So they're in a really, in a really weird position, like especially at this point because they've already had a Christian Kenny match, but yes. they're giving us another one next week, and they're having them in a tag match. Now they don't do this very often, so it doesn't really matter as much. Like they're really good at keeping people apart before before yeah. shows. Yeah, the tag matches are usually okay because you can sort of keep. Their distance away from each other. Well, a few blows. They do that here really well. Yeah, to be fair. yeah. That that that's how you work tag team matches. Pretty, it's it's standard in wrestling these days. Is how you, for a build up anyway. And it's just so so yeah. So the, the focus of the of the, the, the little Mark uh, Henry promo is is really good. It focuses on like obviously Christian and Kenny and the the, the mind games that Christian. They're both claiming to be in each other's heads. Like Christian saying he's obviously he's beaten Kenny. And Kenny saying, you know, he's gonna he's gonna hit him with the one wing danger and don't worry about it. It's, it's all gonna be over. Don't worry about it. You know, he's never gonna kick out. Um so yeah, so we get in and yeah, this match starts with um Kenny's perfectly happy to wrestle Kazarian. Yeah. But he doesn't want none of Christian. 
No, um, elite hunter Kazarian is not actually that very good. What's so he, Kenny's what's, what's he hunted? He hasn't beat them yet. So Brandon Cutler a few times. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's like that's like a level one bad guy. Like the first, you know, that's like not even a not even a boss mate doesn't even count. Is that not like a hog in Warcraft? Like a yeah, it's like a pig, one of the pigs, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. Um, so yeah, so the whole story of the match yeah, is is um, every time Christian tags in, we get Brandon Cutler in. Yeah, Kenny makes a run for it. Right? And Cutler just eats shit off Christian every time he's in, basically. Yeah. I- it's fun. <laughs> yeah, Christy, it's Brandon Cutler's. Obviously, he's just like sort of like willing stooge, and he's he's he's, he's become such a great heel. He, he had a dab elbow drop. And yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> the best slash worst thing I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> With what he was wearing as well is fucking. Yeah, he's wearing like a like a velour tracksuit, sweatsuit, <laughs> like, like red like Nike. He's like he's basically a walking Nike billboard, isn't he? Yeah, he's got the Jordans. Much. He's got like the Nike tracksuit. He's got like right. the face. He's still got his um, his like his face mask on, yeah. face protector. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, there's a there's a there's a, it's just it's just so much like really good like little sneaky heel spots in this and like like Nakazawa's in there isn't he? And he's like fucking around like tripping people up and and stuff. Christian wipes them out. Yeah, Callus is at ringside like fucking around. Um. Yeah. Eventually, we do get a Christian hot tag in this, but it's not very hot. It's more just like creamy and mild <laughs> because he's been in the ring that often in this match that the fans are no loving it. Yeah, it's like a, it's like, it's like a Christian mild tag. It's, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> the, there was no noise on the hot tag, by the way, at all. He's been in the ring too long for this match. So, yeah, so the finish sort of ends um, with Omega. And Cutler are going to do a double team on Christian. So Cutler's got him in like a, a sort of arm lock, like a back, like a full Nelson almost. And Omega's going for the V trigger, and Christian gets out of the way and he just nails Cutler in the face. And as yeah. soon as as soon as that happens, um, Christian goes to the kill switch on Kenny. Kenny jumps to the outside, and he literally just runs up the ramp and is like, "Right, Brandon, you're on your own, mate." Yeah, he's like, "Fuck this, have fun." <laughs> And then, um, as he, um, as Cutler's like sort of dragging himself to his feet, and Omega and Callis just walking off, he hits a spear on Cutler, and then he sort of like look, he does that thing again, really looks at Kenny and hits a kill switch on Cutler yeah. at the same time. And yeah, that's it. Christian picks up the win. Yeah, fine match. It was, it, it wasn't a, it wasn't a five star banger, but it, it moved the story. It gave us a little bit of a, a bit of groundwork. Gonna, I'm going to say this is one of the better Christian matches we've had. Yeah. I'd say that. Yeah. I, it's got me it's got me to a point where I'm I'm looking forward. Oh, I'd say looking forward. Yeah, I'm looking forward to, to the Christian B Omega at all that. Yeah. I, I I really fear if they put it on after CM Punk that it's gonna get shot on. Oh it will get shot on. CM Punk has to go last. Yeah. <laughs> I I am, no... That's my only fear for all else is that they don't put punk on last. Yeah. I, I hope not. I hope they do, sorry. They have to. Yeah. Um, so yeah, do you want to just quickly run some highs and lows for this? Uh, my high will be Mark Henry on commentary this yeah. week. Like just all, all, all Mark Henry is becoming his voice and his tone 
obviously he's not a fast talker. In a world in a world where Chris Jericho has taken all of the cocaine and cannot talk in anything yeah. less than full volume, it's nice to have someone who's just a little bit more relaxed. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's great just to hear just dulcet tones. <laughs> Yeah, dulcet's a bad word as well. <laughs> and for someone who's for someone who's not very experienced on commentary, he's very. You feel like he's not rushing to try and get all his shit in on commentary. He lets everyone have their say, and then mm. he jumps in. He just fills in the blanks. He just like sort of fills in like the little natural pauses. Because he's a slow talker as well, it's like it takes time. He's not just quick one second and he's done. Yeah, like it it goes a bit, and it's like. Yeah, yeah. I'll give you that. Do you have a low? Eh, my low. Eh, Conte versus Bunny. I just Bunny doesn't. It, well, it was a bit weird that they gave Bunny the the, the victory the, over Ty when she was on this massive win streak, doesn't it? I, I get that. Yeah, I get that. It's like, oh, Conte and Penelope are now friends. Oh yeah, we didn't talk about that. Really, but yeah, Penelope thought yeah, that they're, they're friends because that's what kicked off on Wednesday. So now they're friends in the Well, it's like she asked. Obviously, she asked Ty, and then Ty yeah. said no. So she obviously asked Penelope afterwards. Penelope was her second choice, presumably. I don't know how she feels about that. Um, oh, yeah, so uh, we, we didn't really talk about the reason. So the reason that Ty got hit by the brass knuckles was because Penelope Ford came onto the ramp and was, like, shouting at her. Yeah. And so it was, it was the distraction by Penelope that gave the Blade a chance to... Because Penelope got on the ring and then the ref was distracted with her. And then the Blade gave Penelope... Uh, gave uh, Bunny the, the brass knuckles and she was able to hit Ty with them. That's why, that's why that... You know, we, did a, we did a bad job of explaining it, but fuck it, you don't need to know. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's not worth explaining no. it. <laughs> um, I cried, basically. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can see where you're coming from there. Uh, I'm going to take for my... I mean, I, 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 I left you the open goal, mate. I'm, I'm going to take the opening tag match for my high. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. Uh, yeah, if it wasn't for Mark Henry being so sexual... I'll take the same as I mean sexual shot on me, literally just the name. <laughs> um and for the, I'll take the same as you. I think it was a bit weird having Ty lose here. Uh you, I think you could have probably protected her with a DQ maybe if you if you really have had the bunny get the better of her. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't but, have to uh, it, it's because the battle royal is coming. I mean, we didn't have so to close. give her win streak away. No, we didn't have to give 15 win streak going into a battle royal where she's one of the heavy favourites to win it. Yeah. I still think there's a good chance that she comes away with the win, especially. I, I, I'm. I think I might just still go for her. Especially, like, I, I think, yeah. I think, I think, despite, I think, despite this, I think it makes him more of a favourite because she's got to now overcome. Yeah. The bunny in the battle row. And Penelope. And Penelope, yeah. There's, there's Penelope. literally a two on one. What if yeah. Anna J comes about and, and evens up the odds? I mean, she might be. You never yeah. know. Anyone Oof. can show up. Oof. Oh. Right. Um, so very quickly, we have got some questions to run through before we wrap this all up. And I let you go to bed. Um, <laughs> okay. So first one uh, from Top Lad, Joe from Damn Vince Podcast. Shout out to Damn Vince Podcast. They gave us a shout out on the excellent Moving the Needle, Leaving WWE Behind podcast. So we're within the favour. Um, so Joe asks very simply, how are the Lucha Brothers going to win it all out? I don't think they are. Right, okay, but if... They, if, they deserve if, the tag titles. If, if, they, if they are, how do you see it happening? Uh, how do we... I mean, a great match followed up by them escaping the cage. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, or I, a package pile so, driver by Phoenix jumping off the you top. Not, can you not see there being, like, Andrade fuckery or... Oh, shit. Nah, he's too busy with Pac. 
Uh, or Adam Cole fuckery. I mean, that could be Adam Cole fuckery. He, he loves jumping off cages, so you know. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I, 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 I think there's a 55% chance the Lucha Brothers will win. 55? I think it's very close, because like you can make I, a case for keeping it on the books and giving them this massive long reign until Proud and Powerful take it off in New York. Please, the, the Lucha please. Bros. The Lucha Bros do deserve titles. I get it, but storyline-wise, I can't. But I just don't see where it fits into a storyline. What, the Bucks keeping it? It's no, but no, the Lucha Bros winning. I don't see how that... What storyline you have for them, because... I mean, unless, 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 you, unless literally it's Andrade, and he gets... In fact, if Andrade beats Pac earlier in the, in the, on the card... Yeah, and because I well, first of all, this might be the first match. I don't know because they like the big bang of fast matches to start, don't they? Um, if Andrade beats Park and then comes out and interferes, the Lucha Brothers win the titles, and then he can be like, "Well, look, one night of me being here with you, and you've already won gold." And yeah. that's like his, and that's like his sort of like next plate to sort of bring them on board. Uh, fair, yeah. Um... That's the only way I can think of them working into the story. I mean, and they could always just keep it on the on the books because like the, the elite are still riding high, aren't they? Yeah, uh, it's, it's fair, but I, I just can't see the box losing it just now. At the same time, Joe also asked a follow-up question: If the young books lose, if the young books lose, is it the beginning of the fall of the House of Omega? No, the box can easily carry now. On. I think, especially having Christian have beaten Kenny previously. Yeah. I think if the books on this show were to lose the belts, well, then it, all it I, could yeah. it could push Kenny to like all new levels of paranoia and like psychosis. Everyone around him lost, and Kenny's just like utterly losing his mind. Yeah, like the I mean, titles. It's it's all the gold that's left in the elite now. Is is this is this AEW title? He got them back. It don't count, mate. <laughs> <laughs> They bur- they buried the fucking Impact World Title on it on Dynamite. Don't worry about it. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, it's it's interesting, isn't it? Um, another ma- another question again, from, one from Jay off the, off the Unsettled Wrestling Podcast, top lad James Luff. Um, he says, "Do you does do you think anybody risks getting lost in the shuffle with the influx of new signings that Tony Khan has promised over the next four to six months?" Oh, that's why Dark and Dark Elevation are there, isn't they? Yeah, I mean, rampage now as well. I mean, I'll I'll say this if I was Joey Janela, I'd be taking bookings on Wednesdays. Uh, I mean, if I I was getting a contract like Joey Janela is and still doing other shows and getting more money, yeah, and still doing what you love at the company that you made your name in, yeah, that you are literally a part of, you are a god on in that company, yeah, then sure. Yeah. Well, this this is the thing where again, this is this is what you have to get out of that mindset, don't you? So, like, with other companies, again, we're not totally talking about the companies. I know. No, but, no, we don't name them, but yeah. But there's always this feeling that if they're not on TV, then they're sat in catering, or there's nothing for them, or they're getting jobbed out, or they're getting not used. Whereas in AW, like you say, you've got Dark, you've got Elevation, you've got Rampage, you've got Dynamite, but then you can also go and do indie dates. So, like Joe Janela can go and do GCW. He can go and do MLW. I've literally watched on the same show uh, Marco Stunt and Joey Janela and Cesar Benoni on the same show. Yeah. Competing. Like Malachi, Mal- Malachi Black's in like a legitimate main event feud in PWG. Yeah, like exactly. <laughs> you know? Like, 
you don't have to stay in AEW. It's probably easier just to once a week travel with them and just it's go not home. it's not this like closed yeah. system that it is in other companies. You, you it's this is the rest of the world wrestling. You can go to Japan, you can go to Impact, you can go and yeah. do Indies, you can go to PWG, you can go to GCW. You know the, the world. Right. AEW is just a small part of of the spotlights that that can get shot onto these people. Like, if you don't think you're getting the time you feel you need, go to a smaller company, become a bigger name, become one of their big names. Because you've got that AEW contract, you're looked at as a big name. Yeah. Like, Cesar Benoni at GCW, the one I watched, I can't even remember what one it was, he was like, I'm pretty sure he was against Dirty Dickinson. Right. That's and, a big match. Like, exactly. That for GCW, that was a ridiculous match. Yeah. Right. There you go. Stuff like that. You can be just it's, with it's, the AEW name. It's it's another book part where you just have to get yourself unconditioned from what you've previously because like this is a different setup. This is a different universe. Yeah. You know, this is a different world. You can you can you can not be on TV in AW yet still be A relevant within the company and B wrestling a lot if you want to. Yep. So yeah, but it's not like it's not like we're putting all these talents in you know mylar bags and keeping them in a in a file and having it somewhere and like leave them exactly. there. All right, another question from Nat again off the Discord. Again, if you do ever want to leave us questions, please do join our Discord at Untitled Respod. Uh, you can we have a little mailbag section where we post up whenever we're, we're recording, and you can drop a question and we'll talk about anything. Um, Nat asks, "Where is Hangman in kayfabe?" We know where he is for real, obviously. You know, he's, he's away while well, his wife has a baby. Um, but what do you reckon he's doing in KV? Back in his forest. Just back cowboy shit. Just, just cowboy shit. Cowboy shit in the forest. Yep. The cowboy shit's in the woods. Uh, does anyone <laughs> see it? <laughs> yeah, he's off, he's off doing cowboy shit. I, I mean, I like to think he's not, it's just like a lot, a lot of talk about like a Rocky Four style training montage. And he's just out there, like, you know, proving himself. He's got mental fortitude to take on Kenny. Or I get like a spoof of Brokeback Mountain when like Reynolds and Silver find him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'd, I'd, if, if you want vignettes of like Reynolds and Silver riding horses around Virginia, look for Hangman dressed as cowboys. <laughs> I'd be right into that. Do it. <laughs> oh. Um. Oh god. Is is there a lot of shit in the podcast? Yeah, I'm just filtering through. I'm filtering through the Discord. Uh, I think that's everything. Um. Uh, Joe suggested he's off mowing lawns, drinking hooch, and missing the meat man. Oh, oh. well, that's true. He probably is missing the meat man. Yeah, right. I think that's going to be it for us. Um, yeah. So thank you all for tuning in, guys. This was this week's Adrian podcast. We'll be back next week with the last show. Before we'll have it up on Sunday next week. We'll have it up ready in time for um, all out. Because obviously we're heading into a major event. Some some CM Punk guys wrestling. I don't know. It should be fine. Should be all right. Um, three stars. Um, but yeah, thanks. <laughs> thanks for joining us for the AW podcast this week, everybody. Please do stay safe. Enjoy your wrestling, and we'll see you all very soon. Goodbye. Why does the other company make animated movies with Scooby Doo? They want to have at least one big dog. Fans will care about. Oh, sick man. <laughs> And now a word from our sponsors. Do you like beer? Of course you do. Do you like wrestling? You wouldn't be here if you didn't. 
check out topropebrewing.com, our very own Big Tasties Brewery. They do a great deal of wrestling-themed beers, including Cold Stone Cream Austin Ice Cream Pale Ale and Papa Mango Mango Pale Ale also. They also do an array of T-shirts, masks, cans, and mini kegs. Check out topropebrewing.com, or if you live in the Liverpool area, go to the Brew Tap in Bootle. And thatchface.com, where if you've got a minging beard, you can get beard balms, oils, and grooming kits. They also do apparel. If you put whatever you want in your basket, and then go, Aaron, where do you get your discount? You go into the promo code at the bottom, type in UWP20 for 20% off. And proceeds of your purchase do go to test out your cancer charities. <laughs> 